and our God works in the church today the way he worked on the church the day it was born. His spirit falls and his spirit fills. Welcome to the Bethany Lutheran Sermon Podcast for the Feast of Pentecost 2020. Today we hear a message originally recorded in 2015 from Pastor Kevin Kreitzer entitled, God at Work in Confusion. The text is found in the second chapter of Acts, verses 1 through 21. Spirit of God, through this word, fall again, fill once more, and grant us the voice of Christ in confusing days, that we might see our God at work. Amen. I do believe these are confusing days. We live in confusing days. Confusing days even in the church. A couple years ago, kind of a dream team, a powerhouse of leaders from different Christian backgrounds, all of whom came from faith traditions that said the Bible was the inerrant, inspired word of God, gathered together and they formed an alliance of evangelicals. And it was their goal to start an annual pastors conference for pastors from all these various groups who at least held this one thing to be true, the Bible's God's word. They held a couple conventions, things were going good, and then that leadership team fell apart because of a statement one of the leaders made. That statement was, and I quote, the gospel is not what we do. It's what God has done for us in Jesus. God doesn't save us because we're good. He saves us because he's good. Who would have thought that a pure, concise declaration of grace, that a simple, short message about God's nature versus human nature would have torn apart a group of Christian leaders who were all supposed to agree on this to begin with. But it did. And they're done. Confusing days. These are confusing days. Not only in the church, these are confusing days in the nation. In our state right now, there is a bill working its way through. It seeks to make voluntary self-euthanizing legal. Of course... You don't know if that won't lead to where some other Western nations have gone. There are some Western nations now where actually involuntary euthanizing of those who society deems to be too hard economically, mentally, physically, or emotionally is now legal. Our own Supreme Court right now is wrestling over a decision of whether it will keep or change the historical, biological, biblical definition of marriage or not. And depending on what happens, that might impact, uh, make confusing faith versus free speech, the relationship between church and state. These are confusing days. These are confusing days. I, I believe that it was the confusion of these days that led a recently deceased Catholic cardinal last name George, to say this not too long before he died. He said, I expect to die in my bed. I expect my successor to die in prison. I expect his successor to die a martyr in the public square. And I quote, 
I suspect his successor will pick up the shards of a ruined society and slowly help to rebuild civilization as the church has done so often in human history. These are confusing days, to be sure. What these days are not is unique. These days are not unique. The church has lived through confusing days. In fact, the church was born on a confusing day. Today is the birthday of the church. And as we celebrate the birth of the church, we remember the confusing day on which it was born. And Peter's sermon on Pentecost highlights the confusing atmosphere in which the Spirit fell and which the church came to life. He begins with these words. Speaking to the crowd, he says, Jesus was accredited by God to you through miracles, signs, and wonders, as you all know. Now, you've got to put a pause right there before you keep reading the text. We're a part of a church that has been around for a couple thousand years. It's celebrating a birthday old enough you can't get enough candles on the cake. But put yourself on that first day, the birthday of the church. And imagine you hear Peter saying this. Peter has just said, Jesus was accredited by God to you through miracle signs and wonders, as you all know. And no one said, hold it, time out. I don't know this. No one interrupted. They accepted what he said as fact. In other words, Peter doesn't have a disagreement here. And so, since Jesus is accredited by God to them through miracle signs and wonders, you would think the next part of the sentence would go something like, and you praised him, glorified him, crowned him, worshipped him, welcomed him. But what does the sentence actually say? And you put him to death. One accredited by God? That you even know by wonders and signs put to death? That doesn't add up. That was a confusing day. And Peter continued. You put him to death by nailing him to the cross. Roman crucifixion squads were effective and efficient. They got the job done. Jesus was dead. But listen to what Peter said. God, however, raised him from the dead, for it was impossible for death to keep him. How confusing is that? It was impossible for death to keep him? Now, mind you, up to this point, death had never lost a client. Unless there was direct intervention from a prophetic word. Yet in this case, no prayer was said, no hand was laid, yet the stone rolled, and Jesus came back to life. Might not seem possible. You could call it confusing. But it's what happened. 
They killed him to silence him and to scare his. And in the end, they made his voice louder and his disciples more numerous. How confusing is that? Confusing day, this day of Pentecost. And the confusion began with a loud noise. A violent wind. A rushing sound. Before long, the Spirit, the one Jesus had promised, he fell and he filled. And his own began to speak. Like a choir in, I don't know, 24-part harmony. A variety of languages, a variety of dialects, so many different tones and intonations, and yet one lyric Jesus is Lord. In him there is forgiveness. His name is the saving name. And yet, There were some who were confused by this. Back to the text. As this is going on, as these voices are being spoken, as the tongues of fire are waving, some people come in and add to the confusion by saying, these men are drunk. Now I'll be honest with you. This is the part of the story that's always seemed a little confusing to me. I don't know about you, But usually, inebriation does not lead to fluent communication in someone else's language, right? Kind of slurred communication in your own language. And if they're talking about the hearers, not the speakers, it doesn't make it any different. Generally, inebriation does not lead to perfect understanding, right? Be that as it may, Peter said, hold it, time out. This is not what you think. These men are not drunk as you suppose. The Spirit has fallen, and the Spirit has filled. And perhaps most confusing of all is not the Spirit's manifestation, but the Spirit's revelation. Everyone which means anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He doesn't save because of what we do, but because of what he has done. He doesn't save because of the people we are, because of the person Christ is. Or in other words, the gospel isn't what we do, It's what he has done in Christ. God saves not because we are good, but because he is good. Today as we celebrate this good day, the day of Pentecost, the day the church was born, it's good to remember that it was born midst confusion. Because the church lives now midst confusing days. And it's in the midst of confusing days that you can be certain of this, we have a God 
who is at work. And our God works in the church today the way he worked on the church the day it was born. His spirit falls and his spirit fills. His spirit has fallen on you and his spirit has filled you. Not in flame, but in flood. Not with the spark, but with the splash. In the waters of baptism, God's spirit fell on you and he has filled you. And while he has fallen and filled upon all Christians, and while all Christians might speak in a variety of languages like we've already seen this morning, the truth is this. The church speaks with one voice. That voice is Christ. And so in the midst of confusing days, the church need not speak in utterances of panic, nor in statements that are pietistic. The church doesn't need to be pompous nor pugnacious. That is, it doesn't need to build itself up by putting others down or look for a fight. May the church just speak with power through a word of grace, a message of truth, a promise of hope, an act of mercy, an expression of love, a certainty of trust, a granting of forgiveness, knowing that through such, the Spirit again falls and fills and leads many to call on the saving name of Christ through whom our God is at work. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. Join us next week for another message from Pastor Kevin Kreitzer.